0: Thursday, the Pick'em Show, Short Thing, sure Thing, won't short. Ryan Silva here. You can hear us every Sunday night on Talk Radio 1190 from 7 to 8 p.m. Check that out on the iHeartRadio app. That's the best way to listen to us. Uh, skid show. As obviously planned today, we're going to get into the Cowboys. Uh, got to recap a little bit of the Vikings game because we didn't get a chance to do that. And uh, we'll look at it. I got some Zeke Elliott stat. I want to talk about Zeke. Because uh, I feel like he's been invincible with the Cowboys for criticism, and I think maybe the tide is starting to turn there, or if he keeps up his performance, the tide will start to turn. But uh, good weeks for both of us in college last week, and in the NFL, uh, I could say I won a couple games, so that's a good week, and that's a good week for my standard. But uh, Ryan last week, I think he went what nine and two in college. Nine and two. What's in college, the updated yeah. record?
1: So that puts us at. Let me pull it up here. That puts us at. 56 and
0: 56 50 and 2. Okay. Yeah. I am 50 46 and 3. I uh, went 7 and 4 last week. Uh, so that was pretty good. This week I got a big card which is scary because I'm good alt- every other alternating weeks good. Right. So we will we'll try and break that myth or that trend as you say this week. And then the how would you do end up doing in the NFL? I went 2 and 3 last okay. week in the NFL. Yeah, so did I. Uh, the Cowboys let me down there. That was my record there. I think I'm like 18 I'm uh 18 30 and 1 or something. Not good. Yeah, I'm not me neither. I'm 21 and 29.
1: Bro, okay. we've been saying all year. The NFL just sucks to bet on this year. Yeah, I'm
0: not good at the NFL, yeah. Nobody
1: if you nobody can say they're they're having a great year.
0: I think there are guys that say they're having a good year. I think there's guys and that I call are those capping. Guys it. Liars. Okay, I don't think there's guys that are lives. I think they're just not taking the bait on some of the games that we're taking. Either way. It all started, you know, for me when it started going bad is when I was riding the Falcons AFC trend and then I bucked off the trend. That week, that was week, uh, I got the sheet here, I think. Week four. Yeah, week four. Week four or five, I got off the Falcons trend and that just against the Texans. And now see you later since. Um, so that's where it went south for me. And I've stuck with the same teams, too, when I've noticed. I've known that they are not. I've been very bullish on the same teams. Like, I've been, for some reason, taking the Jets, the Titans. I cannot figure yeah. them out. Like, I've I've, like, I've I, like got to ride them, and I lose or I win. It's just I've been riding the same teams. Not great.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you, like I said, I think I said a couple weeks ago, you find yourself kind of doing that. But uh, luckily in the college game, I've been able to get off of it. But I feel like, again, same thing in the NFL. You're kind of like, Okay, I figured out who this team is. I know who this yeah. team is. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tail them. I'm gonna fade them, and then it always ends up coming back to bite you in the butt. I mean, I used the other. I mean, last week when you another perfect example, the Saints Falcons. Like nobody in a thousand years thought that was gonna happen. Um, the Falcons winning out, right? A couple of weeks back, it was the Chargers Packers. Um, when the Packers looked like they finally had everything right, they drop one big time to the Chargers. So it's just like you know, there's been numerous games yeah. here and there where it's just you know you, you will think say, you're on the right side and all of a sudden you're not
0: I will say laying 13 in the NFL no matter who it is is still a lot of points yeah like i i i'm more comfortable laying double digits in college than oh, sure. then even even depending on the team but like more than in the NFL i yeah. i think that's the thing but now there's all these trends going on it's do you want to jump on the trend now if you're looking at it and right. then you could be the that i missed the wagon here on that trend but all right we get to the college game I'll uh, start off the rankings, little update on the rankings as we talked about that uh, last week. And uh, there's a change at the top. I don't think anybody's very surprised by this, but LSU goes to number one. Then you got uh, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia frowning out the top four. Alabama, where we talked about on the show, is sitting at number five. And uh, I don't think I, – I think I remember saying on the show I didn't think they were going to fall very far. Yeah. But them at five, I don't know. It's – Sure, they're probably like the fifth best team in the country, I guess you could say, but it just doesn't seem, them at five doesn't seem right, I guess. Where would you, would you rather see them farther? I'd rather see them farther down, like, the committee does not respect Baylor. That no. is a fact. Yeah. They are not respectful. Which,
1: you know, you could say rightfully so with these last couple ugly wins. But, but they
0: still have won every game. Yeah. And that's something that's got to you got to take credit for that. I mean, they, they didn't respect Minnesota before they beat Penn State. They finally did approve me. Mm-hmm. So this is Baylor's prove me to move up. Minnesota moved up to eight. I think I'd kind of like to see Minnesota in, like, the sixth spot ahead of both of the Pac-12 teams just because they are undefeated in a power conference. And you could say they have a better win than Oregon does and a better win than Utah against Penn State, number yeah. four team in the country. Uh, I don't think they like Oklahoma very much, but Oklahoma has not played very well the last couple of weeks, even though coming off their bye, they probably should have lost to Iowa State, got drilled by Kansas State, and then who they beat in the middle? uh, They kind of, no, they had a bye week, I think. Yeah, they had a bye after the Kansas State loss.
1: Well, it's really hurting Oklahoma, I think, is their best win right now is against Texas, who's a three-loss team.
0: And how is Texas number 19? So you're telling me you win a last-second kick against Kansas State at home, and you just move up to number 19? Yeah, and Kansas State's gonna fall to twenty-four after losing by three to Texas. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't understand the. But at the end, I think they're just doing whatever they want to. They got to throw teams in there. But you go. Well, from, I mean, how about we throw in SMU? I mean, come on. They yeah, they play... dropped out against East Carolina, put App State in because App State beat South Carolina. Yeah,
1: which that's fine. You know, uh, App State's still an FCS school, aren't they? Or are they getting bumped up to F- FBS?
0: No, App State's been in the Sun Belt for like four or five years now. Oh, okay,
1: they? all right. Um but uh no, but what I was gonna say, yeah, about uh, that's understandable about Appalachian State. I mean, South Carolina decent win, um, but I mean, get SMU in there above. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, they I, are eight
0: and one. App State is.
1: Yeah, no, I, no, I think App State yeah. should be absolutely be in the top Oklahoma twenty-five. I think
0: Oklahoma State and Texas should be out or like twenty-four. 25. Yeah, that's that's
1: that's exactly who I was gonna was who I was gonna pick was Oklahoma State. Um, I can make the argument for for Texas to be out of there too. But yeah, there's quite a few teams I think that's um like you said the committee just doesn't just doesn't respect and the fact that georgia is in there at number four i think is a shocker to me or at least it was when i first saw it um i would put i would put alabama above georgia if you're going to have them four and five because georgia's loss to south carolina was way worse than the bamas but you can't say that georgia has the better win in beating florida because right now alabama's best win you look at it probably texas a&m they haven't played anybody this year
0: no, that's what I was gonna say. Is Alabama hasn't beat anyone, and they're gonna have to beat Auburn. Alabama's really rooting for Auburn this week to beat Georgia, right? So they could get a better quality win there. I still feel like there's a chance that I, I still think the debate comes down to one loss, Pac-12, and potentially Big 12 if it deals with Oregon or with Oklahoma, and then Alabama. I feel like that's a three way a three way go at it. I feel like that's what the four spots going to be coming down to. What what the what the worst case scenario is, is Georgia runs the table, LSU loses in the uh, conference championship game, Ohio State loses to a one loss Minnesota team, and then Clemson goes undefeated. I see a way where they'll be, they'll take. LSU, Georgia, and Alabama, and Clemson, and then leave everybody else out. You could see it coming down the pipe because you know if Georgia beats LSU, LSU is already yeah. – depe, depending what the scenarios are, say there's going to be hard arguments that LSU should be in over a over a over a one-loss conference champion Pac-12 in and then Ohio State's not going to get any of the benefit of the doubt because they'll say well you lost to Minnesota Minnesota's a one-loss team when even though Minnesota beat Ohio State I still think people would say Ohio State's one of the four best teams in the country so why should LSU get in if Ohio State's not getting in and they lost in the conference championship game and then they'll just throw Alabama in there cuz they're like look everybody's got one loss we'll throw them in there that is that is like doomsday scenario. Yeah, that won't make
1: the fans too happy. Uh, that will make the fans down in the south a uh, uh, way happy, but that would be absolute chaos. I think in order for that to happen, it would have to be a close loss for LSU, maybe a field goal or or late touchdown type deal uh, for them to be able to stay in after losing the SEC championship game. Um, or do you do you think any one of these four teams right now? I'll say top three: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. Do you think any of those are a lock to make the the final?
0: Uh. Clemson, just because I think they have the easiest schedule. Yeah. They're facing Wake Forest, who's 17, and they're 34-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. And just imagine when the line's going to be in the conference championship game when they got to face someone. I mean, they're 17th team in the country, they're 34-and-a-half-point favorites on. I would say Clemson just because of the schedule, but I don't think Ohio State's a lock. Uh, I mean, they still do have two tough games coming up, potentially three uh, with the Big Ten championship game. And I don't think LSU – looking at LSU's schedule – um, I mean Arkansas at home they should win and they should beat A and M, but I don't know. I feel like the A and M game could get out of hand because I think Orgeron run wants to run it up for last year. That's with fine. that with that ref. He felt like they were job by the refs in that one, and but I don't see I Ole Miss this week. I don't know, but I think it's just a letdown effect. But I don't think they they they're, they're going to lose this week. They got a pretty favorable schedule. If anything, it's in the conference championship game. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's really a lock. To make it, do you think anyone's a lock? I think you, I think you hit the head, nail on the head with Clemson.
1: Um, I mean, I'll, right now, I kind of think, I kind of think Ohio State is a lock. Um, even if they lost, because I think they're going to run the table. They're going to beat um, who do they have before Michigan?
0: Penn State. Uh, Penn State.
1: So yeah, that'll be tough, but they should be able to win those uh, the, the remaining three games. So even if they lost their conference championship game, I think the committee would have to put them in. Um, so I would say I'd say probably those two, Clemson and Ohio
0: State. You'd have. I to I thought I it right surprised you don't have LSU then if, if they would yeah. lose in the conference if they if going just based on the same standard that you mentioned with Ohio State and LSU yeah. has more like better wins than Ohio State. For Ohio sure. State has looked has Agreed, absolutely. But I obliterated think the thing
1: that's going to hurt LSU is if they lose that conference championship game is they'll probably lose it to Georgia. So that would put Georgia in and. Um, I feel just feel like the committee just loves Alabama. So the fact that it, I don't, I don't think they would put an LSU in over Alabama just because LSU loses the conference championship game after LSU beat Bama. But you know, you ne you just you, you never know with these things. So um, I, I would still say Clemson and Ohio State probably, unless mass chaos. You know, obviously yeah. uh, that crisis averted the college effect, right? That uh, those two should be in
0: if they put in. I mean, we're just talking. Semantics and hypotheticals, but if LSU loses in the conference championship game and they put Alabama in over LSU, yeah. that would just be hell,
1: all hell to break loose. Right. I think Why they'd be even play the to game. Ex- well, they'd be forced to expand after that.
0: And I don't even think I'm for expansion. I kind of like the four like I'd like to see it get to 6 maybe and then give a bye to the give first give a bye to one and two one and two yeah and then the first two games at like a, I want see my my ideal thing is I want schools to play these at the campuses uh-huh. but then you're kind of that no one I guarantee you Saban's not going to want to go to the north right an alabama team where it's practically warm all year where you got to go to wisconsin or like one of those that would just that's what college football is about that would be great but I don't think that's going to happen all right to the games this week, we got. We'll start off with the Big 12 game. Uh, game day is going to be there if they can make it. Get through the traffic. They'll they'll be there. Um, but it's uh, Oklahoma hosting Baylor. This is the prove it game for Baylor. I think everybody is agreeing with that. Yeah. As uh, they've had some close close wins, they know how to win close games. Credit to them. And uh, it's really the. I just want to see how Charlie Brewer last week didn't look great against TCU. I'll tell you what, Denzel Mims, from when I've watched Baylor, that man, that receiver, he is incredible. There are so many good receivers out there in the college game this year. The three at Oklahoma, CeeDee Lamb, guys at Ohio State. I mean, there are the Hamlin at uh, uh, Penn State. The dude at was Minnesota was the guy's name in Minnesota uh, last week. He was cooking Penn that's State. Going off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there are mean, so many good receivers. The three guys
1: down in Alabama. I yeah, mean, Waddle. Um, I started Jacob off with Judy. them. What's that? I started off. You with said them. Ohio State. I said three guys at Alabama, and then the Ohio State guys. No, you said the three guys at Ohio State, and then or no, you said the three guys at Oklahoma, and then you named Ceedee Lamb. Oh, I meant to say Alabama. Okay, I thought right. I said okay. Alabama.
0: All right, but no, I mean Mims against the Oklahoma secondary is. Scary thought for Oklahoma, considering how poor the Oklahoma defense has been the last couple of weeks. I mean, they gave up 48 to Kansas State, and then they gave up 20 in the fourth against Iowa State last week.
1: Yeah, they've had to grind out the last couple wins where, you know, he thought they'd be walkovers. Jalen Hurts' uh, Heisman watch has kind of gone down the drain, sure. especially after the loss to Kansas State. Um, uh, and then, the you know, these next two games following it just hasn't been great just hasn't been what we were expecting to see um like you said the OU offense. off excuse me the OU defense looked really good first half of the year it was like well, you know wow this there's somebody in the big 12 that's actually gonna play defense and then like I said just kind of falling by the wayside now so um uh baylor's catching 10 points here i think that's a little disrespectful to baylor but then, then again we've just mentioned how well they haven't been playing and won these uh couple games the last two or three weeks but I, I, think, I think Bay. I don't have this game on my card. I think Baylor could cover. I don't know if they can win. I just don't think they have the athleticism just yet. Uh, Matt Rule's doing a great job down there. I mean, I thought we weren't going to see or hear from Baylor for quite a while after the whole Art Briles uh, thing going on. But he's got them right back into contention and right, right towards the top of. Hey, you know, when you win this game, you might be looking at uh, a berth in the college playoff or at least, you know, obviously a Big 12 championship game for sure. And uh, you know, sky's the limit after that. But the, you got to get done. You got to get done here this game. But I just, don't, I just think it's a little too much for Baylor to uh, to overcome.
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I I think ten. I agree, ten points is very disrespectful. Tease. It, this is on my card uh, uh, for the week. And Matt Rule, they got to lock them up again because NFL coaches are gonna um, come calling. Uh, and I just. The atmosphere should be pretty good down there, obviously. And this is just the the Baylor coming back on the national stage. This is their this is their game to hey, we covered up some stuff, we had a scandal. Please forget about this. Now we're clean, and this is their comeback on the national stage. Where did Rule come from? Where he come from? Temple. Temple. Yes, yeah. he came from Temple. Um, so yeah, that's I'm ex- I'm looking forward to that game. The other game I'm looking forward to this week. Or the other big time game is UGA and Auburn. Yeah, they play every year. That's their crossover game. Auburn's catching two and a half. Uh, Bo Nix finally gets to play a big game at home. Mm. He really hasn't played any of those. They've all been on the road at Florida at LSU. Georgia hadn't looked that impressive going into the bye week. They had some obviously the loss against South Carolina, then the rain of the monsoon against the win against Kentucky in the monsoon. Decent, a nice win against Florida. Then they dominated Missouri. Missouri, obviously, cannot play outside of Columbia, Missouri, uh, at home. But what are your? This is this is a must win for Georgia. Obviously, they lose this, they're done. They're already in the SEC uh, East Championship game, but playoff hopes on the line. And they're two and a half. Georgia's laying two and a half, and UGA. The total is a forty and a half.
1: Yeah, um I have uh I have this game on my card. I think Georgia needs to, you know, handle business. It's going to be tough for them because Jake Fromm, you know, we've talked to numerous times. He's kind of the ultimate game manager, doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, and they really rely on that rushing game quite a bit. But we've uh, you know, seen that Al their, excuse me, Auburn's front seven also pretty good. Um that the passing attack, their rushing attack all pretty solid. So, I think it's going to take Jake Fromm to actually make a couple plays, some big time plays to to win this game. Um, Auburn, you know, still young, still, you know, like I said, that the defense is really good. The offense is still, I wouldn't say finding its way because I think the offense is good too. But, again, things that we've seen from Bo Nix, the mistakes that he's made, just dumb young kid young kid mistakes in the college game, um, he's going to have to keep those at bay, especially against a, a very good Georgia team here. So, you know, eliminate those. You might give yourselves a chance, but I think Georgia can come out on top and, and win this game, and they should. In my opinion,
0: yeah, and the one th- I we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I still think that if you asked Kirby Smart, he'd want J- Justin Fields in the game over Jake Fromm. Like, I think he wants to do over on that.
1: Well, yeah, because just because I mean, Justin Fields is so much more dynamic.
0: Yes, and Fromm is fine, but he has definitely taken a step back from his freshman year. I think, I think Fromm will be like a solid pro.
1: I think Kirby probably wouldn't mind Jacob Eason back.
0: Yeah, maybe i I don't I've I was thought that him and Washington they were gonna do well this year. But uh for sure would want Justin Fields uh back. But I guess when you get entrenched with your guys, I'm not gonna fault you for take for right. having the back of your guy that took you to the national championship game in overtime and then a the guy that lost in the SEC championship game because you made a stupid coaching move with a fake punt. So uh I just think that you just, there's the new school of coaching and kind of old school, it's like, hey, we're in it to win it like Clemson last year with the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, and Kirby Smart kind of missed the boat, I think, on his decision with that. And the other ranked game, I don't want to really get too deep a dive into this, but Minnesota-Iowa. Uh, this is, Minnesota's getting three at Iowa. Iowa's doing the blackout, 44.5 is a total. But this is the coming down off a of big win, the biggest win in probably a, a decade, a decade and a half for Minnesota. And can they back it up? Because trust me, I know crazy things happen at Iowa, especially – that game kicks off at three. There, it's going to be dark. At the end, crazy things happen at Kinnick.
1: Yeah, no, this is a big time letdown spot for Minnesota. You know, you come like you said, riding this wave after this big win, beat the number four team in the country, Penn State, um, and now you're now you've been fully thrusted into the national conversation of hey, maybe Minnesota is the real deal, maybe. Uh, uh pj flex actually got these guys heading the right direction and we could see them in the playoff you know um so you got to just kind of keep your head down make sure you keep doing your job here and and you got to you know come out on top like you said iowa um tough place to play could be you know some weird stuff can happen there uh especially i i always think of Iowa as like a very um well what's the word i'm looking for like a very like uh like I guess disciplined team like they don't make a whole lot of stupid that's mistakes yeah, yeah that's and true and so you know as long as you're minding your p's and q's on your side of the ball too being Minnesota you have to, you know you you'll you'll give yourself a chance there and um Iowa's going to pound you with their defense that's where that's where it's going to be it's going to be all defense there. um offense not bad not great uh pretty middle of the row but um I think I think Minnesota can take this I think it's going to be I think it's going to be your typical big 10 game uh, where it's just going to be, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near what we saw last week in the Minnesota-Penn State game. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a much lower scoring game and kind of a grindhouse.
0: The Minnesota offense is great, and Rashad Bateman was the receiver at Minnesota okay. I was talking about. Um, but they dominated the Penn State defensive line, which is one of the best in the country's. Uh so, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, playoff hopes on the line and Fleck rowing the boat. Like, everyone's trashing him. Can this work at a Power 5 school? His, his sayings do work. It's also partly because he's a really, really good coach uh, as well. So, all right, to the cards we go. Ryan, lead us off with your not coming off a 9-2 nine and, nine and two or last week.
1: All right, I got to say, so filled out my card, looked at it. I only got eight games, seven games, and I got a double-decker double, uh, on one of them. All road teams I took. Oh, really? Yeah. So, we shall see. Uh, I like Buffalo minus six at Kent tonight. uh I like u n c plus four at Pittsburgh tonight as well. uh Texas catching seven at Iowa State. Go ahead and give me those points. I think Texas wins that game outright. uh Florida minus seven at Missouri. We canceled Missouri football earlier this year. They are still canceled. still think Florida is frauds. I
0: think you got to watch out for this one good good Pro- prove me <laughs> prove me right. The- Missouri is really good at home. And I, don't, I, just, I don't know if Kelly Bryant's back, though. He's questionable, right. but they're so expecting him think. to play. Okay,
1: so either way. But see, if Florida loses this game, then I'm right. <laughs> and if Missouri wins this game, well, I, excuse me, if Missouri loses this game, I'm still right. So I won't I'm, be surprised I'm, if Florida loses this one. I'm home. coming out on top either way. The only thing is I'll get a, <laughs> a little notch in the L column uh, you know, for my season picks, but that's that's okay. That's a risk I'm willing to take to be right. Uh, Virginia Tech. I like, hold, on, hold
0: on, but you they they could win, and you still take an L in the in the column.
1: That's a good point. <laughs> so I guess there is a little chance. That I, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't think of that. That's all right. We'll ride with it. Um, I like Virginia Tech minus five and a half at Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech got rid of the uh, the uh, triple option, so I don't have to worry too much about that. They've been better though lately. Yeah. Um, I like Georgia minus two and a half. I like them covering against Auburn. I also like the over forty and a half. All right. I think there's going to be you know a little bit more scoring than than uh, you think in this one. And then I like Minnesota catching the three at Iowa. I think they win that game outright.
0: All right. Uh, we differ on a game tonight. I like Kent plus six. Kent's been pretty good Shocker. at home. Uh, I haven't taken Kent all year. Let me okay. check it. I haven't taken Kent State all year. Uh, I think go Zips. <laughs> They're terrible. The zips are awful. Yeah. Worst team in college football. Uh, but I like Kent tonight. I like Michigan minus thirteen and a half against Michigan State. I think that get really ugly. Clemson over fifty nine and a half against Wake or and Wake. The uh, I have the Oregon State Arizona State over fifty seven. Oregon State's on this like one week. Their offense is great. The next week, their offense is terrible. Last week against Washington, it was bad. This week against Arizona State, what's the number? Fifty seven. That's that's a lot of points for Oregon State. They've put up thirty multiple times this year. Okay. Um, and Arizona State's defense has been pretty poor. Okay. Uh, on this season, I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's high, but it's uh, I like it. I can't uh, or Colorado State plus ten and a half against Air Force. The last uh, four times in this game, the underdog is covered. Uh, since they both play in Colorado Springs, no travel there. So I uh, like the uh, Rams in that one. Louisville minus four. We're going back to the well this week. They they hurt me against Miami, but they're playing NC State this week. I feel like anybody gets right against NC State. Yeah. So we'll take them. Baylor plus 10 and the over, 67. Navy plus 7.5 at Notre Dame. Uh, can I do a contingency on an injury game? No. No? We'll not allow it. Actually, last time you did, it didn't help you out. I know. That was the NFL. Right. Contingent on an injury is Alabama minus 17 and a half. Okay. I think if two, with a two of, if two of plays, the Bulldogs got no shot yeah. to even cover. They're going to get mauled. Uh, so minus 17 and a half if two of plays. And then uh, LSU Ole Miss over 65 and a half. I think uh, LSU probably puts up 40. Around the range there, and I think the Ole Miss offense can. I've been riding the Ole Miss overs this year. Uh, I think they can score some points against LSU's uh, LSU's defense. So over sixty-five and a half. That's that. And uh, I took out a couple of games. I had Cal six and a half gone. Temple plus five. Didn't like those. There's
1: um, a there, let's see. There's two games that I looked at that the lines were hilarious. Um, oh, one of them was UMass, who is terrible oh, against Northwestern <laughs> minus 41. Yeah, Northwestern laying 41. How many times have you seen a one win team this late in the season laying over 40 points? Uh, that was pretty hilarious. And the other one was, um, Ohio State. No, it was Florida State. They're playing Alabama State, I believe. And they're Alcorn. Alcorn. No, is it is Alcorn? Alcorn No, it's Alabama State. Okay. Yeah, they're playing Alabama State. And, um, uh fsu is laying 40 and a half so let's see if that interim head coach can get things cooking there
0: i was gonna take them with the interim this week but it's it is pretty funny how about this so the the over in the florida state games 52 so 12 points more than the than the spread the ohio state one it's nine points more because they're laying 52 and a half against Rutgers, and then uh 14 more in the Northwestern game, so it's 56-and-a-half. So that's pretty pretty interesting to see. I think Rutgers out of UMass and Alabama State has the best chance to cover. Really? I would go with Alabama State. Because I think Ryan Day ran the score up last week, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's going to do it again this week. I think just last week was his, hey, we think someone's doing the funny business. We don't know who it is, but guess what? We're taking it out on a Maryland. Yeah. And that's it. That. All right, to the Cowboys we go. Who would have thought a punt return would be what we're talking about most in a game when the Cowboys just botched opportunities late? You could complain about the play calling uh, before the Vikings punt when you ran it on second down with Zeke. And then third down, Do you see the clip of Travis Frederick yelling at the Uh sidelines? The third down stretch play just yelling at the sidelines about the play call. Didn't like it. And then an out route to Zeke on fourth down. Didn't work out. But we're talking about a punt return where who knows if he could have taken it to the house. But I think he gets 10 yards at least. Oh, much, he gets, at least. At, I
1: mean, 15, 20, 25 yards.
0: And maybe. he fair caught it early. So the thing is, too, since he fair caught early, the Minnesota guys. They pulled up. Yeah. But still, there was a lot of room on the sideline. But we're talking about a fair catch. is ridiculous. The thing I want to talk about is, is Ezekiel Elliott. I honestly, I don't think he's playing very well this Not year. Not at I all. I know he's putting up. Some numbers, he's like sixth in the league in rushing with 789 yards. But everything about this team in the last three years since Zeke and Dak got in the league, excuse me, was that Zeke is carrying Dak. Zeke is carrying Dak. Now I think the narrative's changing. 100%. Because Dak is carrying this team. The only reason they were in this game last week was Dak. That was one of his best games, I thought, of his career against the Vikings. he w- I didn't look up his uh, expected completion percentage, but it had to be. He was tight windows throws. He was he was phenomenal. Zeke this year, it just doesn't look like he's getting – he's keeping the legs moving, none of that. How many how many yards over 20 uh, yards do you think – carries of uh, over 20 yards do you think Zeke has this year? I looked this up. Uh, Two. One. Wow. Um, I, was
1: I was shooting low, too, just because I figured it was yeah. low because you're asking yeah. me.
0: So in his first year in the league, he had 14. Then last year he had 11, which was tied for second. This year the leader – in the NFL is Nick Chubb with 8 and McCaffrey is 7. So, it's hard 20 runs over 20 yards are tough. Right. But still, it's an explosive play. He has one. Tavon Austin has one run over 20 yards. So that's what we're going at here. And yards after contact, I feel like Zeke's not moving the turn the legs. going. I looked it up, he's down a half a yard in yards after contact. Went from 2.8 to 2.3 this year. Okay. So not, not great. And Brian Baldinger, I'll t- we could tweet out the link. I'll tweet out the link. He did a breakdown of Zeke from running and, like, vision from last year's game against the Rams to this game against the Vikings. Mm. It is alarming. And if with all that con- all the money he got, it is, it's a tough watch. It is a tough watch. Well, it, what made it
1: even tougher this week, especially, is you saw Dalvin Cook cooking over on the other sideline, yeah. just you know, busting off big runs left and right. Um, and you know, he's obviously still on his rookie contract, but still, um, and, you know, then you're paying a guy like Zeke over ninety million and he can't seem to get the ball rolling. Even when he, you know, is catching the ball out of the backfield, you know, like you said, he gets hit and he's going down. Um, every once in a while, he'll bust those little 9- or 10-yard runs, give it a little feed, Zeke, so you think he's still doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, like you said, his numbers aren't terrible. Um, I think he's, what do you say, 5th or 6th in the league in yeah. rushing. So, I mean, still not bad. But it's the uh, especially, eye test, I think. Yeah, no, definitely the eye test. Because we've even spoke about how... Um, he doesn't get the volume. I think that we uh, that we think he should be getting. He should be getting the ball a little bit more. So the fact that he is still top five, top six in the league in the rushing with the volume seemingly going down. Um, but now we also one of our coworkers made a made a good point that the the Cowboys actually have a formidable backup too. So they're not having to rely as much on Zeke. But when you have your ninety million guy, uh, ninety million dollar guy in there. You're going to need something from him. You're going to need – because first two years, Zeke was always a threat to bust the big one, you know, much like we see Saquon, much like we see uh, McCaffrey, where it's just one hole and boom, he's gone, and everyone's chasing him down the sideline. That's not the case anymore. You don't see the home run hitter Zeke anymore, and that's, I think, what was huge for the Cowboys. Also, too, you could say play calling has hurt Zeke because the Cowboys have become very predictable with the run um, and, uh, you know, guys might be stacking the box against him. You know, obviously, I haven't ran through the tape through every – game this season but that very well could could be a a huge factor in it as well but zeke he looks he's looking a little thicker i think he's put on a couple more lbs um i don't know if that's going to be the fact of slowing him down or what the issue is but he does look like he's not exactly in in full um i don't want to say game shape but just his usual shape that we've seen him in before
0: yeah so i've gone back and looked at the since he ran 100 yards against the dolphins tony you mentioned tony pollard a formidable backup yeah uh he was he didn't get a carry in the Saints game. But so since the Saints game, the most carries he's got in a game is eight, and that was against the Eagles. Against the Packers, he only had four carries, which you would expect more. Uh four for nineteen. Against the Jets, I think he had also four carries. He only had one carry last week against the Vikings. But
1: how many snaps did he play? That's that's the difference. The snaps versus carries. I I
0: haven't looked at that. I could so, go
1: So, you know, and and obviously we you know we'd have to subtract maybe the i don't know how many plays that they were both on the field together at the same time um none come to mind for me but uh yeah cuz that was not working when they were trying that earlier right, right exactly so um i think just having so see like you said his 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 carries tony pollard's carries or touches have gone down um after his 100-yard game against the dolphins so i still think he's a formidable um backup so it's still a guy that defenses have to keep an eye out for uh where it's not like okay tony pollard's in you know they're not running the ball type deal
0: okay so last week he played three offensive snaps the week before that he played 13 which was 19 percent the week week seven he played 19 snaps that was 28 percent week six nine snaps week five he played five snaps so, since week four, there's been two times he's played over 10% of the team's snaps. Wow. On cool. offense. In special yeah. teams, he's around 25%. But yeah, so since week four, he's had two, five, seven, nineteen, thirteen, 19, 13, and three. Hmm. Interesting. So, they need to find a way to get him yeah. more involved, I feel like, which they're, which they're struggling there.
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, Tony Pollard would be great in the screen game, uh, the draw game. Um, just cause he's kind of a, uh, you know, a quick hitter, you know, he, he finds all he, he hits it pretty quick. He's a little kind of the scat back type deal back there. Um, but I think I, th- I do agree. They need to, you know, employ him a little bit more, maybe, you know, give Zeke's legs a little bit of a rest here coming up because not that he's done much so far, but yeah. coming up towards the end. I mean, that's obviously when you need him coming up towards the end of the season when you make the late playoff push. But, uh, you know, I guess that'll be seen.
0: Well, obviously this is a must win this week against, uh, the Lions with expected to be Jeff Driscoll, yeah. I would say. Uh, they got a win, but they haven't taken advantage of teams when they missed key players. Like they lost to the Saints with Bridgewater, but nobody lost to the Saints with Bridgewater. Then you get Devontae Adams out. They have Packers have no receivers. You lose to them. And then you lose last week to the Vikings, but their number one receiver. Uh, Adam Thielen, you're like, oh, well, they still have Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs did nothing last week. Yeah. They took him out of the game. They did. The game plan that we talked about on Sunday night that the Cowboys needed to execute to win was exactly what the Vikings did to win. Yeah. That is, it literally run the ball down their throat and you got the ball ran, ran down your throat. Michael Bennett was not very good. The linebackers, again, have been atrocious. I still. I. I'm willing to give Vander Es a slight pass because I still think he's hurt. I think he's playing with an injury. I don't think he's 100%. He's doing his best, but he's not playing great. And then this week, Stafford's out. you got to beat Jeff Driscoll. So look, at, we talked about the schedule last week. I pretty much think the schedule, the Cowboys season, if everything kind of falls the way it should, is decided week 16 at the Eagles. I think that is – I think looking at both schedules, that is where their season, if they want to make the playoffs, is decided. Yeah,
1: so I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me. They still have the Patriots, so, the Bills, the Eagles, the Redskins, and they got one more in so, there, right? So
0: before the Eagles, it's Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Bears, and then right. Eagles. And the Eagles schedule leading up to that is this week they're at home against the Patriots, at home against Seattle, at Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, and then the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a two-horse race there in the NFC East, so both teams really have to show up. I think you're counting both teams
0: losing to the Patriots, Um but i think the eagles beat the seahawks really i just the eagles the seahawks are doing it with smoke they're doing it with i think they're getting some luck the luck has been on their side a lot i think they should have lost to the 49ers or gotten a tie they shouldn't have won that game on monday night i mean if the 49ers play it they right they
1: scored 21 straight points
0: i know but if they play it right the game's that the 49ers play it right at the end it's a tie by not giving the ball back to seattle right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's all for sure. You know, just stuff we can guess on, but I think. We like we said that it's definitely shaping up for the Cowboys to be a much easier half of uh, the second half of the schedule than what we originally thought. With the way Mitchell Trubisky just absolutely fell off a cliff, not that he was very good to begin with before, but now he's just you know barely even looks like he's a serviceable quarterback back there for the for the Bears. And the thing that's saving them slightly is the defense, but the defense can't seem to get off the field because the offense can't stay on the yeah. field. Um, the Rams, who knows what's going on with them? They just have not been good. Cooper Cup zero catches last week, which that's uh, you know unheard of when he's healthy. Do you were um, golfing cold weather's last week. Oh uh, yeah. That's that's yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Um but uh you know, like we said, the Patriots probably chalk that up as a loss, not a big deal. You need to win this game. The Bills game on Thanksgiving. You should probably win that game, you know. So you're looking at what are they, five and four right now? Yeah. You're looking at maybe finishing up eight and or excuse me, nine and seven. Worst case, I think is what they should be shooting for. Worst case is nine and seven.
0: That's giving the Bears a win, I think, right? I
1: think they beat the they beat the the Redskins and they beat uh, the Lions. So that's seven. So that's seven. And then that's the Eagles Patriots. Then they beat the Bears, or excuse me, they beat the Bills.
0: And they have the Rams and Eagles in there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, uphill battle. It's uphill
0: battle. I'm saying it's good that the Eagles are five and four. Yeah, right two. there too, right? And that's right, right. week sixteen. of where we think everything's going, that's the season. You have to win that game. You yeah. don't do it. And you're you don't make the playoffs. Um but yes, they should beat the they should beat the Lions this week with Jeff Grisco. All right, Ryan, you want to lead us off with the uh NFL or do you want me to start off? Uh yeah, you can go ahead and start. All us right, so it. uh another Thursday night game. I'm taking the Steelers plus three. Uh I've the only reason I'm taking that, I think the coaching matchup between Mike Tomlin and Freddie Kitchens is like uh, the top of the Grand Canyon and the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's the difference in this one. It's a, who's that, on which, way, who's uh, on which I end? I think you can figure out which <laughs> one's on which end. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. The Browns have to run the ball. They just have to run the ball, and they have to chip T.J. Watt every single play. Uh, so Steelers plus three. I have the Jets plus one against the Redskins. Can't figure that one out. The Bears plus six and a half against the Rams. That's a Sunday night game. I'll take them. The Chiefs minus three and a half against the uh, Chargers in Mexico City. And the Chargers play a lot of close games. I think hopefully Chiefs win by four. And then the Texans plus four. They're at home against the uh, Ravens. I'll take the Texans. I think that game goes over, too.
1: So I was looking at my uh, card here. Just realized all road teams again. Really? Well, technically. Technically, Kansas City's the road team in, the, in, oh, they the, are, in okay. that game. Okay. But, yeah. Um, Elevation. Yeah. Um, so I got the Saints minus five and a half at Tampa Bay. I think they come back pretty big and want to smack Tampa Bay, you know, crossed the mouth after they absolutely crapped the bed against Atlanta last week. Tampa Bay's playing better; the offense looking a little bit, a little bit better. But I think you can um, bet on Jameis Winston throwing a couple hilarious interceptions, yeah. standing uh, on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got like New England minus three and a half at Philadelphia. Same thing. Or you're here. going back
0: to them with the Ravens again. Yeah, well, kind of same thing with. I know they're coming off a bye, but who the Patriots.
1: No, the Patriots lost to Baltimore last week.
0: No, they were off off two weeks ago. They lost to Baltimore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Gav,
1: time, <laughs> just a con- continuous circle. Um, but yeah, I like New England minus three and a half because of their last loss against Baltimore. They got smacked, so they are going to want to come back. I think Bill Belichick really thought he was going to be able to go undefeated this year if yep. he can go sixteen and or excuse me fifteen and one to make the playoffs. I think that's the be- uh, next best case. So <clears throat> I like New England minus three and a half. I also like Chicago plus six and a half at L. A. Um, Kansas city minus three and a half against the chargers. And I don't love this pick. I don't like this pick, but it was probably the best pick I could make your Atlanta Falcons plus five and a half yeah, at Carolina.
0: Really? Not all right. Yeah.
1: Ryan, the Falcon train after this week, I think, I think Brian Hill can be actually be pretty decent back there running back. Um, that's ma- just cause
0: you picked him up in fantasy. Maybe
1: <laughs> pick him up in like three leagues. Um, Julio Jones, the guy's got to get in the end zone
0: sooner or later. Uh, Who's had a worse red zone year, Julio Jones or OBJ? Who knows? OBJ got like three targets last week, though. He got pass interference on two of
1: them. I mean, but even going back to when Sark was uh, in Atlanta, Julio just can't get in the end zone. So, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, that, that one's tough. Um, but uh I think I think Atlanta might get something cooking. They're probably gonna come back and bite me in the butt. Their defense actually looked really good last week against uh New Orleans. So maybe they can keep uh Christian McCaffrey at bay and uh, you know, make sure they don't get gashed by him, but who knows. But like I said, don't like that pick, don't love it. Don't think they went outright. Could win outright, probably don't. Maybe they cover the five and a half.
0: Oh, you just said every scenario right there. Yep. They cover all your bases, baby. <laughs> uh, boy, you just went, through the, went through the gauntlet right there. All right. So that's going to do it. Uh, I will say there was no video, uh, no video, no banging on trash cans while we were doing this, seeing what picks we had. So no stealing picks in here. No, we would never do something so
1: despicable no. and disrespectful to the game and just blatantly, I don't even know the word, just... Immoral, immoral. I immoral. mean, immoral. What would you expect from a team coming from Houston? You'd expect that. Exactly.
0: You'd expect that. You would expect that. All right, we can dive more into that on Sunday night, Ryan. If you wanna, uh, if you wanna get it into might the-
1: be better here just because I can use different words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say though, the whole Yankee thing, like those against the, I mean, they were doing it the they whole. It they everybody. were doing it the whole year. Yeah. Who'd they be in the ALDS that year? I don't even know. Uh, Boston, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, though they did smack Boston around in four games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean they have just a bunch of gripe as uh as I would I would like it the 2018 ALDS stricken from the record. That that just did not happen.
1: That did not happen. That's while we're while we're at it, just go ahead and strike the 2016 World Series as well.
0: Uh, preferably the t- we there is no rain delay. We it's tied at nine going into ten. Okay. We finished where it's clean slate. Going into the tenth inning, there's no rain delay, yeah. so that that's where we restart. The whole last three years of baseball are don't matter. You know, while we're at it, let's go ahead and erase
1: Game Seven of the 2001 World no, Series. No, there
0: was no frauds in that. There was no fraudulent oh, thing are going you on. mean,
1: Luis Gonzalez was juiced out of his mind. Well,
0: that's that was par for the course. There, there wasn't an irregular rain delay that they play in harder rain in a regular season game. Or oh, excuse me, signs. have you heard of
1: 9/11? That was a, the world's biggest rain delay.
0: I mean, that wasn't a <laughs> They just played the World Series. Yeah, like they two, stopped like two it. weeks after. Yeah, they took some time off. They, they could have just canceled the season like, okay, so you want to do that? Then we'll do the <laughs> 94 Indians when they had one of the best records in the league. They were going to win the World Series. They were 142 that year, I think, before they stopped the season short. No one's ever had the best winning percentage on that. Talk to my dad about that one. He'll go to the grave saying the Indians win the World Series that Yeah, year. but Expos
1: fans also say the same well, thing. I've heard thing, yeah. I've heard Yankees fans say the same thing about well, you know, 94. Let's play it
0: in the playoffs. <laughs> Everybody's got their own take on 94. That's it right there. Um, But all right, that's going to do it for us here on this uh, Thursday Pick'em Show. We'll get into the Cowboys as well, obviously, recap the college weekend and plenty of other good stuff on Sunday night. So check us out then. That's the iHeartRadio app. Talk Radio 1190. Search it. Hit your favorites. It's the sure thing. We will talk to you on Sunday night.